Welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I'm so excited that you've tuned in. Here at the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, our mission is focused on connecting, developing, and inspiring young business leaders to find and pursue their passion. This podcast is sponsored by Trost Marketing. Promoting your business through marketing is essential for growth. Without marketing, you lack the ability to create a conversation with your potential customers. At Trost Marketing, we provide marketing solutions that fuel growth. We are your source for all of your printing needs, as well as branded apparel and promotional items. If your business wants to stand out to potential customers, contact the marketing experts at Trost Marketing. Visit us at trostmarketing.com or call us at 866-492-7820. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitake, and I appreciate you guys uh, tuning in, listening in, and um, joining us for this is episode number 13 of the podcast. And I want to open it with a disclaimer. Uh, we're going to get to my conversation with uh, Brian Smith and our special guest, but I do want to kind of uh, disclose something that happened in the podcast. We wanted to make it a little bit more intimate. We wanted to get all in the same room. We believe that when we're together like that, uh, we can kind of play off of each other and it's a little bit more fun that way. But we're still learning this whole podcast thing. And so whenever we put the two microphones in the room and tried to run it that way, Brian's microphone got a little bit of an echo on it. So kind of listen to the, to the audio track and uh, have tried to work to actually filter out some of those sounds, was unable to do that. So you're going to hear this podcast with, uh, with Brian's voice having an echo. Hopefully it's not too much of a distraction. And uh, my goal is to get the right equipment so that we can either fix that stuff in the future or not put ourselves in that position to where uh, we have poor audio quality. So I want to apologize in advance for that. With that said, the actual content of the podcast was really, really good. I really enjoyed our, our, our talk with the guest and, and our, uh, our time together. So I want to be sure to share that with you. I didn't want to necessarily discard it. So if you'll bear with us, uh, for the audio on this one. I, I would really appreciate it. Also, we do kind of fumble through a little bit of which episode this is. Uh, this is actually episode number 13. Uh, we originally said it was number 11, um, but that was because I had forgotten that we had released uh, two podcasts for Bob Mills. So this is episode number 13, and uh, there is a little bit of an audio quality issue with one of the uh, one of the speakers with Brian. And so we apologize for that, but uh, enjoy, listen, and uh, you've officially been warned. Young businessmen, welcome to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast. I'm your host, Evan Uitaki, and I have my co-host today, B. Sizzle, as I call him, the most interesting insurance agent in America. Or Are we going the world? Not, Not the world, world yet. We're, We're going to stay in America. America. All right. So that's Brian Smith and also author of Breaking Conformity. Like I said, this is podcast number 11, I think it is, 11 or 12. And so we're rolling along. We're in double digits. So this is uh, this is something that I'm pretty excited about. And we actually have a special guest today. We're going to get to here in a minute. But first of all, Brian, I wanted to check back in with you. You've had a birthday since we last talked. So how, tell me about that. How did that go? The, the birthday was great, Evan. We um, went, went to the, the flying tea. tea. I'm, I'm telling, telling you where we went and all about it because you didn't come. come. So, so I want to make sure that you know. know. Rick, Ricky, Ricky came. came. So, so shout out to Ricky. Ricky. I did, I did uh, plan on going. We, we had, had a great time. time. Anna, Anna Anna set up a, a actually surprised me. Um, she, she got mad at me last year, man, because I'm OCD. I like for the to plan. Year she was oh, mad at you. No, for, for a bit, bit though. I like to schedule stuff, dude. dude. I, I don't want to know about hey, 31 minutes from now we're X. You know, I want to know like this day, this time. So last year, I just planned my own birthday, and I've probably done it multiple times. 
she, she actually, actually got, got mad, mad at me for that. that. Yeah. And was like begrudgingly at the party. And it made me know that, hey, don't play her birthday anymore. It makes me look bad. Right. And I'm like, why never thought about, about it that way? Because what makes me look bad is finding out I have something to do tonight I didn't know about. <laughs> so, but, but it was great. We had a great time. Um, I'm excited about this podcast as well. And you kind of alluded to when you started number 11. When we started talking about this, we were like, you know what? Maybe a couple of people will listen to this deal. And I don't know what you're tracking, what you follow. But, you know, obviously we're pushing these out there nationwide. I've got some buddies around the country that are subscribing, sharing this already. On our last podcast that I pushed out, we had somewhere around 1,200, between 1,200 and 1,300 listens from the sponsored ad of people that got into the podcast. So on number 11, when you're talking about we're getting, you know, hundreds of people checking in, hopefully subscribing, hopefully sharing, we're starting to touch people a little sooner maybe than what we even thought. Yeah, that's exciting. No, that's awesome. Actually, I got to correct you. It's number 13. Um, I actually, uh, when you're listening to this now, we just released uh, two podcasts uh, with Bob Mills of Bob Mills Furniture. So it, it'll be his mentor session. So I forgot that we had had those in there. So number lucky number 13. And uh, yeah, the, the fact that we're having that many listens and that many people tune in, hopefully that's confirming that the topics that we're hitting on, the message that we're talking about, is uh, connecting with people, and and I love the fact that we have the ability through social media, through uh, just the networks that we have, uh, to to share kind of some of the things that are that we're passionate about, uh, and hopefully get people excited about or inspire them uh, to grow to that next step in their lives. Well, we've got and we've got guests coming up. Today's not going to be any different than what we've promised. I mean, you've got to stay tuned. Obviously, in January. We've got some heavy hitters that are coming on just like today. These people are making a mark. We're going to have one kind of funny guest for you. Evan knows who it is. This guy's business is a little non-traditional. Um, but it's going to be, I don't know if we should, should we share it or should we wait? You know, we talk about, we talking about this guest because I thought this was the funny guest. This is one, but that's today. I'm talking about in January. It's not January yet. And so I'll give you one hint. Let's just give him one hint. Okay. It's Carrot Top. You know, you know what? what? It's, it's not, not, but we, we could probably <laughs> get Carrot Top. Um, I don't know that the prop comedy would translate well. Th- this guy's business was erected and made successful on the, um, oh, what is the, what is the word on the gridiron? Ah, yes, yes. Okay, no, I do know who you're talking about. I'm really excited about that one. Um, but I think we're teasing our audience too much. I think we should hop into our guest because now he's getting uncomfortable. Because I think he wants to know who this guest is, and, and we're going to have to keep him in the dark. I mean, you never know. We, we'll, we'll tell him when we're off air. When we're off air, but you, you want to introduce the guest today? today? I'm going to let you introduce him because I'll, I'll give the hint, I'll tee you up, and then I'll let you knock it out of the ballpark. So uh, the guest today is the co-author of Breaking Conformity, an Amazon.com best-selling book, uh, written by one Brian Smith and. One Arthur Green. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, it's, it's an, an honor, honor to introduce Arthur today. today. I um, I like a lot of other people in Tulsa. Always considered Arthur a little more of kind of untouchable. You know, Evan, this might make sense to you too. Is 
in, in our, our age group. Him right now. <laughs> I mean, it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad, glad we're not videotaping this because the, the touching was well, the touching was the touching. touching. It was more so, of a poke. Yeah. It, was, it, was a, it was a call to the traditional yeah. Facebook poke. But I know so many of the listeners look at um, some of our industry leaders in Tulsa the same way as I have in the past as well. As to what can I do to earn some time? You know, what what can I do to show off? What can I do to get noticed? And you know. Luckily, over the last couple of years, I've done my best to try to earn such a good relationship with Arthur that I can text him last night and be like, hey, do you want to help us out? So Arthur's schedule is packed constantly. He, he has, and he's going to talk about this today, I'm sure, but he has an overwhelming need to help other people get better. I don't think he does it just because someone's going to pay him. I, I tend to believe when I hear him speak that a big portion of the effort really is to see even one person emerge from that group and build a business. He loves to train and mentor his own team, his management staff, people around him. And so here in a minute, I, you know, after Arthur kind of does an intro, let's, let's hear, not everyone knows exactly what Arthur does, so let's hear what he's got going on. And then I'm going to pose a question to Arthur today that you're probably not going to be expecting. I know that a lot of people expect to hear, you know, how in the world does Arthur get a world record on a cup of tea that's half the size of this building in the drive-thru or this and that. We've heard that stuff and it is magical. But today I'm going to pose a question to him that I would really like to hear his answer to from the entrepreneurial side of kind of erecting leaders. But first, Arthur, tell us what you've been up to. I know you were probably got out of bed on the way here and you got up here. Um, did you get up at 11 o'clock today? Or? Yeah, that's that's my normal routine is I sleep until 11 and, and then I have my massage, you know, uh, right about that time. And um, and then, you know, um, lunch. I mean, you, you got to have lunch. That's right. That's First lunch. lunch. That's right. And somebody feeds me. Yeah. Feeds me lunch. So what are you, what are you up to? We, you and I, we put the book out. Um where I think we're swinging around to, to do even more resurgence on that again. You know, as a few months go by, you know, we're taking off some time and then on some time on pushing. But what else do you have going on right now? Well, the big thing right now is it is close to Christmas time, so I do have to sell chicken for a living. So, uh, so it's real and real important for me to be there as my staff needs help um, because this is the time of year that if something weird is going to happen, it's going to be it's going to be now. Well, and. One, One of my favorite parts of the way you do business, Arthur, is kind of the way I do business. Is you're 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 the big bad chicken guy. You're successful. You can go do other things. But something that I think you subscribe to, just like I do, is it's really hard to hire and train a successful staff. Maybe the number one staff in the area without this theme that, that I kind of like to tell people. I'm never going to ask you to do anything I'm not already doing or willing to do. And I know you run that particular play in your restaurants because you're there. You're showing the staff how to do it. You're showing the team leaders how to do it. Is, is that kind of is that your theme as well, or do you have a different take on it? No, I think you're right. Um, but my, my big thing is that my job is to make sure they're in, equipped with the tools to make it happen. If they don't have the tools to make it happen, then I'm, I'm falling short as a leader. But I think the biggest thing is is I can't expect them to give the measure of customer service or the wow factor out to the guests if I'm not doing it for them. So my job is to, um, to make them feel great, to give them opportunities to excel. 
Well, you had a, you were in a contest, I believe it was last week, and I can't remember all the details. All I remember is a Facebook post. Please buy breakfast sandwiches. And I read that, and I said, you know what? That's cool that Arthur's in a contest and all, but tomorrow... What, what was the day? What was it? Halloween? Was it? It was Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. The last day. I looked at that deal and I was like, actually, I mean, obviously I want Arthur to win this contest, but a little bit more than that, I I need to get down there and buy this and go deliver it to my vendors. And last minute deal, we pulled together and we got a, a large order together from Arthur and we took it to our vendors and every single vendor was actually asking us, where did this come from? You know, what? Where? Where is this one? We go to this one. We go to that one. I said, well, actually, you know, we go over to Eastside Market on Garnett, and they were actually thinking that you were giving these away. Oh, wow! And Generous of me. So, well, the funny thing was, is we kind of played on that. Our our marketing people are great, and they said, yeah, we have a great partnership with Chick Fil A at Eastside Market, and it was our goal today to give you the food that you wanted from the insurance agency you wanted it from, and. That's awesome. We, we thought, thought that was fun because who the crap cares about insurance, insurance right? right? Well, our people do. Right. Our vendors do. And, and they do because we program too. So I love Chick-fil-A. I love what you're doing. I wanted to ask Evan a question, though. Our topic today has been kind of a secret from you. Yeah, I have no clue. Actually, you were talking about it when I was setting up, so I'm a little bit in the dark. This is weird for me because I'm usually the one driving, and I'm riding shotgun right now, so... Well, we're not we're not in a truck, guys, so it's not weird. I promise he's not sitting in the middle. But um, this is a fun subject from two people that I would love to hear it from. Actually, today, Evan, you're not just going to be shotgun. Being the marketing major, which is what I call the the Evan, he's our marketing major because that's the business he's in. And um, so I kind of make it fun, you know. It's almost like he's in college, but he's way out of college. Um, Thank marketing you, thank you for thank you for making me feel old again. <laughs> marketing is a funny topic. We all know Arthur's an expert. We Evan is an expert as well. He's in the business. He's he's providing the products. So if you're ever wondering what you should do, that that's a phone call to Evan because you can spend money on tons of things out there. But if you don't pick up the phone and call Trust Marketing and ask for Evan, you're going to buy things that may have no ROI. Evan's going to be like, dude, that's a cool thing. But what about this other thing we've been doing for people? It's, it's a much cheaper product. You can buy many more of them, and it's just a great repeat giveaway. Evan, I think we need to tell people, how in the world did they get a hold of you? Because marketing is such a big piece of our businesses. I think just mid-show, like right now, people need to know how to pick up the phone and get a hold of Trust Marketing. I like how we're working a commercial into this. Uh, the easiest way to get a hold of me uh, is actually through my team. It's uh, Trost Info at TrostMarketing.com, T-R-O-S-T, spelled like Frost. But it's Trost, T-R-O-S-T, info at Trost Marketing. Or you can call the, the uh, 866-492-7820. That's, that's a great deal. People have got to do it. So, today's subject is going to revolve around marketing. We're going to hit Arthur with a question. and So I want to ask you the question first, Evan, because I've been, I've been at a couple of seminars in the last couple of months. And if, if, if people are not investing their money to get out and hear what other people are talking about, do it. You know, I'm not saying you have to go to a seminar every single month, but you've got to get out there, you've got to read books, you've got to get in front of some other topics, ideas, and opinions so you can be challenged, or so you can build. You might hear something and go, I agree with that, I need to do more. You might hear something you don't like at all and be challenged to make it different or better. And I heard one lately that I'm neutral on still. 
and, and I want to hear your guys' opinion. opinion. So, when, when I speak, I go to these groups, and they, they want to hear this kind of funny, edgy, motivational message, which is kind of my wheelhouse, because I never get too emotional without laughing. I never get too serious without laughing. But I also never leave the room without a really hard challenge. I, I call it the altar call. Um, you boys go to church, and you know what the altar call is. It's when you never, ever get to leave before the pastor actually gives someone an opportunity to, to have a relationship with the Lord. And so I kind of put a little spin on it. I always have the altar call and, um, when I speak. And, and this one I went to the other day, and I, this, this person's altar call was funny to me. And here it is. Here's the topic. When I get up and speak, just like this person did, I'm always appealing to those people with an overwhelming amount of passion and desire, right? Well, when I sat back in this meeting the other day, and I get challenged a little bit, because I think, because this person says this, hey guys, of everyone in this room, only a few of you have enough passion and desire to be overwhelmingly successful. Only a few of you have enough ability to do that early time, do that late time, to segment your schedules, to have a family and kids, but still grow an enormous successful business because you're different, you're better, and you're willing to do what no one else is. And, and I, I thought, well, what in the world? world? So, so I speak to 100 people. people. I might have 10 potential prospects in there that I actually want to carry on. Then, then he goes on to say, but guess what? The rest of you guys can live and be successful within this one. And, and I, I thought, okay, okay that's interesting. interesting. I don't like that. I don't like that. Because I feel like for me, is when I get up, something that makes me different is this burning, this is kind of this burn inside me to go out and be different than everyone and be better. And, and, and funny enough, I won't say the name, but one time a competitor asked me this question. Does your batteries ever go down? Do your batteries ever go down? And I thought, that's a funny question because I don't think they do. And so I've always thought you build a successful business on that battery that never goes down. That passion, that desire. And this guy is saying that, guys, that, that is great. And those people are good. But the rest of you can still be successful if you can live in a disciplined very disciplined life in your business. What's your all's take on that? Well, there, there's a lot to unpack from that. Um, so I'll, I'll try to dive as much as I can, and then I'll turn it over to Arthur because I really want to hear his thoughts about this. Me but, too. Yeah. <laughs> you want to hear your own thoughts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll try to tee you up as best as I can. But uh, I think the first part you're talking about is the, the people who are really successful have to have passion. I mean, is that, am I understanding that correct? Well, I mean, according to this guy, Evan, no. Or they don't have enough passion. He's saying a few of you will, and you naturally have it, you organically have it, but but the rest of you, you know, I would have said, hey, the rest of these people aren't going to go out and do what I'm willing to do. He's saying if they can stay disciplined, that they can still be successful. Yeah, well, I think we're talking about two different things. I think, first and foremost, when you talk about having the passion to do something, I think the ones that he's talking about that are successful are the ones that understand their purpose. And if they understand their purpose, their passion will carry them through. I think when you're talking about yourself and, and your competitors saying, you know, I don't understand where you get enough batteries to do this, I think that you're not running on batteries. I think you're plugged in. And the, what I think you're plugged into is the passion of the job that you do, and you have that passion because you're operating within your purpose. So to, to answer that first part of the question, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. I think there's a lot of people out there who have the passion and understand their purpose, and those are the ones that are successful. Now, the rest of them can operate 
within discipline, as he said, and still be successful because I think you can be not necessarily dispassionate about what you're doing, but I think that you can still follow a model, follow a plan, and do things to be successful without having, without operating within your true purpose because I think you can actually, I think whatever you put your mind towards, you can accomplish and you can do if you don't quit, if you don't give up. But I don't know that you'll be passionate about it. And I think you'll reach that point of potential burnout. And I think that's where the potential comes in for, for people to not be as successful as they could be because they're burning themselves out because they're not plugged in to that source. So that's kind of my take on it. But Arthur, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think, uh, I think you both are right. Uh, I mean, I think both concepts are solid. Um, you know, I look at it like... You know, when you're going looking at, at a river, you know, uh, a lot of times the rivers have dug themselves into um, into the dirt, right? Mm -hmm. And so, but but you may look at rocks that that have just over time, just slow and steady, have got these grooves in them from the water, mm -hmm. and it's not a sudden flood that happened. Now, if there was a flood and the flood came raging in, it would totally change the demographics of, of that area, right? Um, and that's one way to do it. But over time, that river will slowly, you know, change change the direction it's going, change um, change the geography that's out there, and and that's because it's kind of slow and steady, right? And I think that having those disciplines, if you're able to have those disciplines, can make can be just as impactful. I think that for me, you know, a lot of people in Tulsa know of me as the big crazy guy that goes and does these things. That you know, we that Dave Brian was talking about with all the the, the breakfast we. We made over 2,000 chicken biscuits that day. Um, wow. My team was loving me. It was awesome. Um, but, um, but then there's another store down the road for me, and this guy does a great job. His name's Greg Campbell. But he's very steady. You know, he looks at some of the stuff I go, and he just rolls his eyes and laughs at the crazy stuff I do. But he's very slow and steady, and he's very deliberate about what he does because he has a plan that he has in place. And so, and actually his business uh, right currently is actually doing better than mine um, in a number of, of facets. And so we, you know, you have to look at both models are great. Right. Um, and, and a lot of people going at Brian's speed or going at my speed, a lot of people can't contain it. They just, they just can't keep it up. And, that, and I, I think both of them are fine. I think if, if you can get a good mix in there, um, then you'll have um, the recipe for, you know, just amazing success. Well, I actually think that I'm the I'm like the Greg that you're talking about. I'm the real steady guy. I'm about putting that plan in place, working that plan, figuring out what's step two, step three, step four. And then when I see some of the stuff that you guys do, I'm like, holy cow, all right. Uh, they're talking about like exponential growth in a very small amount of time, which is fantastic. It gets the eyeballs in. But then what, what happens after that? And, I, and, and so for me, it's, it's sometimes confusing because I'm like, all right, well, you did this big thing. Great. Where does, where does step two come from? Where does step three come from? And for me, what I like about that is it, it allows me to go a little bit beyond my way of thought and challenge myself to incorporate that into what I do as opposed to just always having that slow, steady growth. Because there are times when you do need to burst through certain things and you need that oomph. You need that grand opening. You need that promotion to kind of kick off maybe a slower month for you. You need those kinds of things. And for me, those aren't always on the forefront of my mind. What's on the forefront of my mind is drip marketing. 
Um, but for you guys, I think it's completely different. Not saying that you guys don't do the other stuff, but I think when you talk about being remarkable or standing out or doing things the way that you guys do them, you get a lot of eyeballs all at once. And I'm more kind of along the road. And I think both work. You know, you know Evan, Evan um, this, this may not be as mysterious as people think, think too. And I won't speak for Arthur, but I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to liken the opening of this, our office, you and I have been talking about a little bit, the second office down on Route 66 to Arthur's maybe the, the, the challenge they had the other morning is, you know, the night before the challenge, Arthur didn't let everyone know. See, what, what happened is Arthur found out about the challenge and said 11 days or 15 days from now or whatever it is, I want to dominate this. Right now, start the plan. And so sometimes you need a longer measuring time to do that, and sometimes you need a shorter one. When you look at his challenge, this is a one-day thing. He needs a few days to put in place the plan you're talking about. So to your point, you're right. People like us that emerge out with this grandiose-type look, the office, for instance, the day it opens, people will absolutely think that we planned it yesterday. Every eye in Tulsa will be on it, but I assure you the planning started 12 months ago. But that's, that's behind the scenes. Yeah. And so we're, we're planning, like you're talking about, we have that planning moment, that, that, that data gathering moment, that market research moment, put it in place, the people are behind the scenes connecting the dots, then the time starts. And it looks like an enormous explosion went off. But the good ones, the great ones, people who know what they're doing, have already planned for the potential challenges and results of that explosion. Well, I want to I want to tie since I have Arthur here. I want to tie into something that I saw you do recently. That actually, I think the what you did was like really secretive with uh, was it the one a.m. rustic cuff yeah, deal. It was so that that thing right there. The the thing that I loved about it was you were really cryptic in some of the messages you were sending out, and because I nobody knew what you were going to do. And in most scary. cases, it was scary. Yeah. And in most cases, nobody really knows what you're going to do. But in that specific instance, I think with that one event that you did, pretty much any time you put something out now, all eyeballs are going to be on it, and you're creating anticipation and you're creating uh, uh, eagerness or interest in whatever you're doing. So with that whole event, for me, it was kind of a let's look at things differently because. You know, Arthur went big on this one thing, and, and, and I'll let you explain what it was. Sure. But, but when you did that, I saw that stuff, and I was like, oh, what's Arthur up to again? He's probably going to shoot, like, had, like, have a potato gun fight or something. Like, I, don't, I just don't know what it is. That's next, next week. Next week. Okay. So, did you, you see his calendar? calendar? <laughs> uh, no. But so, <laughs> so those were the kinds of things that I was expecting. Well, I think you stepped your game up with that one event. So now, in terms of... Anything that you do moving, moving forward, the expectations is that you're going to do something big and we need to pay attention. And I almost would guarantee the next time you do a big event where you're cryptic and you're putting that stuff out there, you'll have two to three times more people show up. So tell every, I know I'm being really vague, but tell everybody exactly what you did. Um, uh, was it last week? It was last week. And so it's funny because it's, it's exactly what Brian was talking about. We had, this was something that, uh, Jill Donovan, the owner of Rustic Cuffs, her and I got together. We knew each other from college, and, and we've, um, uh, we were together for, for an event. We are kind of talking about some crazy different things, and we had this idea of why don't we have in the middle of the night, we'll both put out messages, uh, mainly her put out the message, but uh, that 
we would say that anyone that came up to Chick-fil-A right now, and we, and we knew we were going to launch this thing around 1230 at night, um, would get a free peppermint milkshake because we just came out with those. Delicious. We, yeah, we put crack in them. I mean, that's pretty much, I mean, that's the offer right there, but you took it a, a step beyond that. Yeah, so then Jill Donovan wanted to work our drive-thru. <laughs> and so since we weren't, you know, one was paying any money, we just said, come through the drive-thru. They got a free milkshake, and then they also got a free rustic cuff. Yeah. And um, and for a lot of people with rustic cuffs, uh, meeting Jill Donovan was a big deal, too. Oh so they God. got to come through, spend some time with Jill. Jill ran the drive-thru, and officially, I'll go on the record, she's never allowed to run my drive-thru again. She was a very slow drive-thru window worker. I, I, <laughs> yeah, how much, what was your, what's your record for the most customers served in an hour? Uh, we've done 148 148, so... Yeah, so in that one, I think we did about three. Three? <laughs> yeah, because they would come through, and she would want to... Uh, she would want to visit with them and stuff, but it was fantastic because because a lot of them were rustic cuff people. Oh yeah. But um, what we did was we we announced it on Facebook right about um, twelve fifteen, and thirteen and a half minutes later, people started showing up. Wow. And it was the first hundred people they'll get this, and so we ended up giving away about two hundred items. Okay. Uh, and and it was it was a great event, but there was a lot of exposure on it. There were a lot of people commenting. I mean, Facebook was just just you know tearing it apart with all the comments about. I'm in line. I can't wait to get up there and I get my milkshake or or visit with Jill. But it was one of those that, just like Brian said, we had Jill and I had planned this way out in advance. It wasn't it wasn't truly a last second. Let's let's do this crazy thing. I mean, Willie Nelson uh, once uh, I saw a quote of his. I'm not a big you know Willie Nelson music guy, mm -hmm. but he said, if I would have known that I would have been an overnight success, I would have um, um, waited 20 years to start. <laughs> And I think that that's, um, that's how a lot of people view a lot of this stuff. I mean, this, the crazy stuff that I do is crazy stuff that Brian does, Jill. You know, we do put a lot of planning. We make sure that all the components are in place. Uh, and then, of course, what do we do with it after? Mm -hmm. Well, you've got to plan for Arthur. You've got to plan for it's not just about getting that message out saying, hey, I need a few people to buy sandwiches. I mean, if, if people come out and respond, now we've got to figure out how to make 2000 Sandwiches. That's right. That's we, right. We, we, we usually make 2,000 sandwiches a week, right? Yeah. I don't know the numbers, but I mean, I've got to think, you know, you're making that many in a week. We're going to make these today. And not just today, by 10 a.m. or whatever the time is, right? Which I'm secretly mad because you know when I want a chicken biscuit? here during the podcast. No, no, no. Do you know when I want a chicken biscuit? Let me guess. On Sunday? Well, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously. Obviously. I thought you were going to say all the time. But. All day. Yeah. I, I want, want it when I want it. it. Yeah. So we've, we've got to get to Chick-fil-A. If, if no one can do it, it's got to be you and let them know. I want that Chick-fil-A biscuit, that chicken biscuit, sometimes at 7 o'clock at night. Drone delivery, baby. Have you had it, Evan? The chicken, but yeah, of course. I've no, 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 no. The biscuit. Yeah, everyone, everyone always says, yes. For breakfast, right? The biscuit, Not the bagel, not the sandwich. Right, the biscuit. Okay. Yeah, no, I sure. totally had that. I'm a big, I'm the, I'm the spicy chicken guy. But that's, that's a sandwich. sandwich. I well, it used to but be they a used to have it. Chicken, chicken egg, egg and too. cheese biscuit is sick. <laughs> but Evan was, um, Evan was not buying enough, so we took it off the menu for the chain. Uh, <laughs> so, so my belly would say otherwise. Well, well you guys, you, 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 you kind of talked about. Exactly, kind of what I was thinking too. I wanted to hear your all's opinion. I think anybody technically has the opportunity to do what they need to do. But you know, even if you read even into ten minutes of Arthur and I's book, you're going to find out that we're ready and willing 
to get in your face if you're going to tell us that anyone is capable, because we'll argue that. We don't believe that anyone is capable because there's decisions that have to be made to make you capable. But what I'm hearing from you guys is that everyone has the opportunity. Sometimes their skill set is going to be derived from an extremely uh, planned out, structured, and disciplined lifestyle to achieve their success. And then there's also going to be a category of people that kind of, for lack of better terms, can will things to happen. They're, they're, they're willing to get up at 6 a.m. They're willing to work late at night. They're willing to hire the people and spend the money they don't have maybe in their pocket right now with faith that's going to happen. They're willing to do the crazy things. They're willing to marketing, willing to do marketing and all those things. Am I hearing you guys right? Are we on the same page? Yeah, absolutely. We kind of want to get the message out to you guys right now that you do have the opportunity to grow your business. You have the opportunity to start. If you're sitting in that seminar and you're that that guy or you're that lady that's like, you know what, I don't feel this crazy desire to be a record holder for anything, but I know I can grow a successful business. We're trying to tell you that even though that's not necessarily my personality or Arthur's, we believe that with the right amount of discipline, the right amount of learning, research, and applying yourself, that you have the opportunity, you are capable. And then maybe what could happen through that is you start to develop this, this desire to, to win even further once you see that you can do it. Um, Evan, what, what, what do you want to tie on to that? Well, I, I think the, the big kind of takeaway that I had from today is, you know, even when things feel like they're impulsive or they feel like, there's something that is just a big burst all of a sudden. There's actually a lot of preparation and planning that go into those things. And for me, it's, it's very interesting to kind of hear the behind the scenes of some of this stuff because, like you were saying, until, until you said uh, you know 2,000 chicken biscuits, I wasn't even thinking about actually having the food in stock and having <laughs> the ability to make sure that you could even fulfill those orders. Those are great it, it, it would be one thing to say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to win this contest, but then you go out in the, you know, in the fridge or – you know, you're doing your orders for that that week, and you realize, well, if we do 2,000 biscuits, we're not even going to be remotely close to being able to fulfill that, or we're going to be out of food by noon, and that's going to pretty much do it. So, for me, it's it's awesome to hear the behind the scenes because I think what ultimately happens is kind of like when you go to like a like a concert, uh, you see or a talent show, you see the end result, but you don't see the preparation that went in, into play. You don't see the the planning, the desire. You don't see all the practice that happens. And that is the, the same is true for business. And it's the same is true for pretty much anything that you do. You do need to put that time in. You do need, do need to put that effort in. And a lot of times I think people get frustrated because they feel like, you know, this guy just w- walked out of bed, hit this, you know, this presentation out of the park where they just did this promotion. It's like, you know, when I first saw the thing from Arthur, I was like, Arthur probably just texted Jones like, Hey, I got an idea. Let's do this tonight. And you know, ultimately it wasn't that. It was something that was developing over time. It was a collaboration and ultimately came to fruition. But the beautiful thing about the entire thing was that to the public, to the people who, who were not clued into anything, it felt spontaneous. And I think that when you're able to do things like that, I think first and foremost, you got to be passionate about what you do. And I believe Jill's passionate about it. And Arthur, I'd say you're passionate about it. But I think once you're able to do that, it becomes fun. And I think if you're having fun and you're, you're, you're enjoying what you do, the work part goes away. And that goes back again to your competitors saying, 
I don't know where your battery ends. And I think it's, it's your battery doesn't end because it, what you're doing doesn't feel like work to you anymore. And I think if we can tap into that or we can help people identify what that truly looks like, I think that their job, their career, or just where they're at in life is going to be completely different than where it is today. Well, well my, my, my take, take on Arthur's, Arthur's challenge was going back to the free sandwiches, or not the free sandwiches, the buy a sandwich contest that he was in was, it's where kind of planning meets the result. There's enough confidence there in Arthur's ability and his team's ability to lead to say, we're going to need about 2,000 sandwiches. But you've got to make that order before the day of. So now we have these sandwiches coming on a truck that we have to sell. So you've got this planning, but also this for this like looking into the future on knowing that result is to be successful. What fills that gap is confidence. That confidence and ability in your you know to give it to your team to help you do this to go from. We need to win this contest. What's it going to take? 2,000 sandwiches. So we got to order these sandwiches. Oh, my goodness. We actually got to sell all these sandwiches today. I don't want to have these things around. We got to get rid of them. We don't have room. So I love seeing the execution there. Kind of here at the end, Arthur. Tie this thing up with how much did sheer confidence have to do with that challenge? I know you're a planner. You're a marketer. You are pretty spontaneous. You have a great team. You have people around you that think and feel the same way as you, and that guys, that's half the battle. If you can get teammates and partners and people that look at you and go, I, I agree. I actually feel that way. Where do you insert confidence? Well, I think that for that one, I'm going to be honest. There was some time there. We were wondering if anyone was going to show. Now, it only lasted 13 and a half minutes for the first person to arrive. But we actually were looking at each other going, we're going to drink a whole lot of milkshakes tonight. But, but the thing is that when you're doing big things like this, you need to prepare that it's possible that, that no one shows. I mean, all we ever see is the Facebook version of it. We don't see the ones that fail. Mm -hmm. And so, and I've had a number of doozies that we've done that just didn't work. And so you do need to have the confidence and you know, you know, if nothing else, you're going to learn what not to do. What not to do. And then you can, you can move forward with that later and say, okay, let's not do that again. Um, <laughs> but, but if you're, if you're living in fear of what if it doesn't happen, then it'll definitely never happen. Well, that, that's, that's a great, um, that's, that's a great bow to put on it. Arthur, so many people don't understand that what Evan just said a while ago, you don't just get up out of bed and, and go kick the ball. Over. You just don't do it. It, it, it takes this belief in yourself. Then you get into the planning. Then you get into all of the, um, project of executing, getting the team together, but it all started with this, I can win this thing. And so... I'd, I'd like, like to say, say first and foremost, you know, before Evan closes up, I appreciate you being here. I consider Arthur a friend. I consider Arthur a partner. Um, we're very excited about the book that we've put out, Breaking Conformity. You can buy it pretty much everywhere. You can buy it on Amazon.com. You can buy it um, on Arthur's website, ArthurGreeno.com. You can buy it on my website, which is IamBrianSmith.com. Anyway, does Evan tie it up for us? And uh, tell him we'll see him next time. Thank you, Brian. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. I know it wasn't probably the best audio that you're used to, but I appreciate you making it all the way through. And uh, hopefully that now that you've been able to hear the entire episode, you kind of know why we wanted to make sure that we kept all that content there for everyone. So anyway, thank you for tuning in and we will see you on the next podcast.
Young businessmen, thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And if you'd like to learn more about the Young Businessmen of Tulsa, check out our website at www.ybtok.com or email us at ybtoklahoma at gmail.com. If you live in the Tulsa area and would like to hear one of our great speakers live at our monthly luncheon, we meet on the second Monday of every month from 12 to 1 p.m. Like us on Facebook for details about locations and upcoming speakers. Lastly, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes and share us with your friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Young Businessmen of Tulsa podcast, where we connect, develop, and inspire young businessmen to find and pursue their purpose.